Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made it doesn't matter if there's a gospel witness or there's no gospel witness god says in verse number 20 that it is clearly seen and it is understood how the creation of the world reveals the creator god so when you look up or you look out into creation do you know what you have revealed truth from God Almighty. And the things that are made, that means the Creator should be and is the object of worship, not the creation. This is why we have agendas to save the seals and save the trees and save the manatees and save the planet. As a Christian, I'm all for being a good steward of all the things that God has given us. As a Christian, we have farm animals. We're all about caring for our animals. We want to feed them. We want to give them water. We want to give them care if they need it. That's a Christian thing to do. But this idea that we're going to go out and try to save creation, it's a farce. God said we're in the business of saving souls. I'm not going to hug a tree. I'm going to hug a lost person and tell them that they need Jesus Christ so they don't die and go to hell. And that's our message. And this truth, it says in verse number 20, with the invisible things of him from the creation of the world. So this truth has been in existence when? Since God created the world. And then the Bible says at the end of verse number 20, so that they are without excuse. When man says, I'm not guilty. When man says, I'm a good person. When man says, well, I really didn't know. God says they're clearly understood, they're clearly seen, and you're without excuse. And so you, therefore, you are pronounced guilty. Now, not you if you're saved, but you before you were saved, and I and everyone else is guilty before God. And since the fall, it's just been a spiral downward. It's been getting worse and worse and worse and worse, which tells you and tells me that evolution is a farce because things ain't getting better. Things are spiraling downward. If you build a house, you're going to have to maintain that house. You don't build it. It gets better and better and better. You build it and realize, oh, I got to stain that part of the log house again. <laughs> Why did I want to build that? <laughs> Right? Isn't that the way it goes? It's the way it goes. We're spiraling downward. And what I would like to look at this morning is seven reasons why, right here in the book of Romans, man is without excuse. Don't we love excuses? Little ones, don't you love excuses? It was sister's fault. It was brother's fault. It was everybody's fault but my fault. Dad, it's your fault because you didn't tell me. I told you about 30 times. It's just you chose not to listen. Aren't we great at 
blaming others. Amen. We are. We are. God gives us in Romans 1, he gives us seven reasons why man is without excuse. First one, look at verse 21. First reason. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. It's a blessing to know that there's a God. But they knew God and, and, and get Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. As you're turning there, I'll read you John 17. It says, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's who I know. Is that who you know? If it is, then tell somebody who doesn't know him about him. Colossians chapter number three. Look at verse 15. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also you're called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know how you're taught the word of God one way? Is through song. Isn't that what it says in Colossians 3? And you know what the Sunday school uh, ladies you know, one of the ways they teach the kids through song. They're going to clap their hands. They're going to stomp their feet. They're going to wave. The, they're going to. Oh, whatever they're doing. You know what it's doing? That is a way to teach them truth. It says it right here in Colossians chapter three and verse number 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Here it is giving thanks to God. And the father by him. You know what we saw in verse 15? Be thankful. You know what we saw at the end uh, of verse or in the middle of verse 17? Giving thanks to God. Um, you know what we see in Romans chapter number one? The condemnation of man and the first reason he's guilty. He's not thankful. Are you saved and washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? I am. Are you? If you are, say amen. You could, yeah, That's a good thing to say amen on. God tells all of us in Colossians chapter three, don't act like a lost person who's condemned and guilty before God. Are they not? Are they not thankful? Read it again. See if I can connect the dots better. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. They're not thankful. And they're not glorifying God. If we're not careful as Christians, our attitude of unthankfulness can be just like a lost person. We're saved. And God tells us in Colossians 3, this is for Christians. Let how are you how can you be thankful? What do you have to let rule in your heart? Oh boy, this is preaching right here. The peace of God. But we let bitterness rule in our heart. We let depression rule in our heart. We let anger rule in our heart. We let malice rule in our heart. And then fill in the blanks. Because we all can. We got stuff that we let rule in our heart. And how do you get it out? Wait, you think I don't struggle with this stuff too? 
The only thing I know is to go to Colossians 3, read it, believe it, repent. <laughs> this stuff's easy to preach. It's the word of God. But we need to be careful by way of application that we are thankful. How do you do it? Whatsoever you do in word or do, do it all in the name of the Lord. Is it in the name of the Lord? Are you letting the peace of God rule in your heart? Notice it doesn't say God's going to force that on you. It says, and let. Are you going to make an allowance for that to come in? Or are you just going to be stiff-necked and... We have got... Well, we sold four at the sale barn, so we've got ten sheep. We've got 10, 10 sheep. We've got, I don't know how many chickens. You know how many sheep Job had? Job had 7,000 sheep. He had 3,000 camels. He had 500 oxen. He had 500 um, of something else. He had 500 she asses, donkeys. He had, uh, and then in one day, in one day, he gets a report. They're all gone. Fire burns, I think the sheep burned up. The Sabians came and stole some of his others, and then the, uh, the Chaldeans, I think, came to he, he loses it all. He gets the report. They're gone. One after another after another. He's probably sitting down trying to get his head clear. And then another report comes in. He loses his family. His 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 seven sons and three daughters. Just house tornado comes. With, with, done. Gone. You got farm animals? You got a pet dog? You got kids? It's all going to get wiped out. Imagine that. It's all wiped out. You're sitting there. And then the next day, and then he looks at his wife, and his wife says, why don't you curse God and die after he gets hit, hit with boils in his skin? And, fellas, we think it's bad when we come home and there's not a hot meal on the table. <laughs> at least she didn't say curse God and die. <laughs> And you know what Job said? Amen. You know what Job said? He said, The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't have a reason to be thankful, people say. Job did. How? I don't know. I wasn't there, but I know what the Bible says. He had to have. He didn't have Colossians 3, but he had to have had the peace of God. He had to have been totally tuned in. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? The first reason why man is guilty and without excuse, they knew God, but they glorified him not as God. And watch what happens. Verse 21, the second reason, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. One of the main downfalls of mankind is he turns to his own reasonings. 
his own imaginations. And yes, God says, come now and let us reason together. Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 8, now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we have, that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Man preferred the tree of the knowledge of good and evil rather than obeying God. We saw that all the way back in Genesis. We also saw that Noah found grace. We also saw that Noah walked with God. That's pretty good. That's where we want to fall in. We also see in Genesis 8, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. In the book of Jeremiah, the word imagination shows up eight different times in the book of Jeremiah. This is a man who ministered for almost five decades with modern man would say, well, there'll be no results. And every time imagination shows up in the book of Jeremiah, it's always connected to an evil heart. You know why man is guilty? Because his heart's evil. You know why man is guilty? Because he became vain in his imagination and his foolish heart was darkened. When you witness to somebody, you know why they're without excuse? Because their foolish heart was darkened. It didn't become darkened when you showed up and told them John 3.16. It already was. Man is without excuse. He became vain in his imagination and his foolish heart was darkened. What do our hearts need? The light of the glorious gospel. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And those that don't trust in that light of the world, they just remain in darkness. Number three, look at Romans 1. Third reason why man is without excuse and guilty before or why man is guilty before God and without excuse and uh, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. In first Corinthians one. When you go to college, or if you go to college, young people, you're going to get a professor. There's nothing inherently wrong with a professor. Uh, it's just when they profess themselves to be wise, don't recognize God, they're really, really fools. And why is it that these professors have turned education into a humanistic? Man has evolved from slime a humanistic philosophy that they are teaching children. They're not against faith. They're not against religion. They're just against the Christian faith, and they're just against Jesus Christ. They have no problem at all teaching you and your children and your grandchildren that they came from slime. That it's just the survival of the fittest. Do all you can do so you can self-sustain. Don't worry about anybody else. You're just an animal. So you should act like it. This is why fornication is on the rise. Because you're just an animal. You're no better than two stray cats in an alley. And that's a message from this worldly establishment that says there is no God. Because they hate creation. 
and it's clearly seen, it's understood, and all that professor had to do was walk outside and look up and say there's a God and report that to his students. But he doesn't. Why? Because he's a devil. Gospel witness or no gospel witness. That man can look out and see there's a creator God. And that's the problem that we have. First Corinthians, this is a beautiful passage of scripture. In verse number 18, first Corinthians one. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. That's what I'm preaching. How about you? For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And I talked about this before. I'll try to qualify it. People want respectable Christianity. What I mean by that is they want the respect of people. They want the applause of men. They want the reputation. They want they want. They want something. That elevates them. Instead of being viewed as a fool because they're just preaching the gospel. They want to be somebody. That's what this world tells you. Well, let me tell you something. Young people pay attention. If anybody was somebody. I was somebody. In my niche, I was somebody. And my goal was to make this amount of money. My goal was to become this type of champion. And I accomplished all those things. And it's nothing. Nothing! Because the trophies fade away. And the medals collect dust. And next year, there's a new champion. And not that I'm a, I'm not saying I'm for or against uh, everything that Trump says or does, but I read this report. They said that this year was the first year, and I don't know if it was 25 or 30 years, it was the first year that he didn't make the Forbes or Fortune 400 list or where all these billionaires make, you know. I just found an interview people say, oh, he's in for the money and the revenue. I don't know. That man loves money. <laughs> And he knows how to make a lot of it. It's all going to go away. Some You're not going to be on the list. You're not going to be on the podium. You're not getting a certificate. It's nothing. It doesn't last. Only what's done for Christ lasts. So why not put all your efforts, why don't put, why don't put all your eggs in that basket and stop trying to Elevate and glorify self. This is the problem. Became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. This is why man is guilty and without excuse. They became fools. The fourth reason why man is condemned and guilty before God is found in verse number 23. And changed the glory. Of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. Everybody see that in Romans 1 verse 23? Change the glory 
of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to corruptible man. Go to Genesis 3. Things haven't really changed. Genesis chapter number 3. Verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened and here it is and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil ye shall be as gods and there's the start of idolatry man wants to be godlike and he's, he just has idolatry in his heart and his mind. All these Greek gods, Hercules, <laughs> he's not real. Zeus, Apollos, all these Greek gods that they name. And they make this Hercules guy with all these big puffy muscles. Yeah, I want to be like him. The Incredible Hulk. That's what went. when I was a kid. That's what we watched. The Incredible Hulk. It was a green guy. They spray painted him green. He had big puppy muscles. And all the kids wanted to be like. How about wanting to be like Jesus Christ? <laughs> Pure. That'd be good. Be running around town without your shirt on, your, your your skin's green. I don't know who's attracted to that, but apparently there were a lot of people that were. <laughs> I don't know. But all these superheroes, people want to be like a god. I don't know why they all run around town wearing their underwear as outerwear. I never, I never figured that one out. Well, you run around in tights, man. <laughs> You got a cape on? How man? That's not manly. <laughs> I got a cape. You're not. You're not God. You're not gonna. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna get a glorified body someday, and I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna go through doors. I'm gonna be a superhero. Okay. And you are, if you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, we're gonna have a body that's glorified. But people set up all of this. In this world system so that they can be like a god. That's why it's called American Idol. Oh, you can sing. You can dance. And most of these people go on stage and they really can't sing and they really can't dance. But they get talked into taking their clothes off and running around half naked and being sensual. And that sells and that's what America wants. And it's just wrong. Well, I'm like a god. No, you defiled yourself. We don't want that for Christians. We don't want that for anybody. 
This attempt to try to be godlike and to try to get this status, you end up selling your soul in many ways to the devil. When the unclean spirit went out and said he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. You know what happens to people when they get saved? They put on clothes and their mind's right. What this world system wants you to do is go the other way. You can be an idol. You can be worshipped. You could be like a god. It's, you got to be careful. And then number five, the fifth reason, they, in verse number 23, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. And the fifth reason is into birds. Idolatry never stops. It just keeps going. In Greek mythology, you have the phoenix. It's the immortal bird. Uh, you know what the phoenix does? It always is regenerating itself. It's always being born again. I thought Christians were born again by the Spirit of God. The Thunderbird is said to have superpowers. You see that in art. You see the Thunderbird a lot of times on the top of these totem poles. And again, the worship of creation, the worship of birds. The Thunderbird was said to control the upper world. And create thunder and lightning by flapping its wings. And man wants to worship creation. It's wrong. The eagle. Served as a messenger for a lot of the Greek gods. Zeus and Jupiter. And they took the creation of God. And they started to worship the creation. These birds rather than the creator. God. That's the fifth reason why man is without an excuse, without an excuse and guilty before God. He's worshiping the wrong thing. <coughs> Timing is everything. <coughs> Especially when you're doing sports. Now, we ran this tournament in Alabama. Many of you know we just came back from Birmingham last night. You know what's big in Alabama right now? Football. You know when it's probably not a good time to run another sporting event? During football season. It'll hurt your numbers because people are playing football and watching football. Now, if you live in Tennessee, you don't care about Alabama because you're Tennessee fans, right? You know what day they play football? On professional football? Sunday. Do you think they have any problem at all filling the stadiums? They don't. They're more packed than any church. That's a problem. People want to worship. And they will worship. And where they go and what they spend their time on will tell you what they worship. We grew up in... South Jersey. So we're Philadelphia Eagle fans. And you want to talk about being a fanatic, they will paint their face green. They will put the wings like an eagle and they'll flap the wings and they'll grown men, mind you, 
okay? Grown men that are 100%, they're an eagle. It's Sunday, it's one o'clock, I've already drank a six pack, and now I'm gonna be somebody. I'm an eagle. And they'll flop around and jump around and act like that for three hours. Yet if you bring them to church and say, I'd like you to sit down for 40 minutes and listen to a man speak to you, that sometimes flops around like an eagle. <laughs> oh, well, I can't do that. That's I got other stuff to do. I don't have time. You have time to do what you did all day on a Sunday. You're not a bird. You're not one of the players. If you, if you went out there, you'd get hurt like I would. Okay? You're not. But people want to live through that to be somebody. Why not live for Jesus Christ and glorify him? You can still throw the football and have some you know, fun in doing that. Maybe after the fellowship on, on, on that, on November 7th, we'll have a football game, right? Okay, maybe we'll do that right out there and just we'll stay away from the mud because we don't want any of the mamas to get upset. Tackle, of course. No, 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 tackle. Not, not tackle. Uh, let's get back to the Bible. Number six, we got four-footed beasts. It always gets worse. The Egyptians, they worship bulls. The Hindus, you ever see that weird-looking elephant? They worship the elephant along with many other animals. These are all animals created by God, but people are worshiping the creation. Man's without excuse. He's worshiping four-footed beasts when he should be worshiping God. The ox was worshiped in Egypt. There's a monkey God. All of these beasts that men worship. And then lastly, the seventh reason why man is without excuse, the Bible tells us at the end uh, of verse 23, and the birds and the four-footed beasts and creeping things. Genesis 3, upon thy belly shalt thou go. That's pretty low. you got to worship. Some don't even have legs. It just creeps about in the earth. Yet people do. People do. Since the fall, mankind is not getting better. Mankind continues to be without excuse. And it's getting worse and worse. Thou shalt have no other gods. That was pretty clear in Exodus. Go to, go to Exodus 32. Let's look at this as we close out this thought. Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Let's go down to. Give me a second. Sorry about that. I'm looking for the golden calf. Is that Exodus 32? Oh. Yes, it is. Thank you. All right. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Thanks, Brother Tom. Oh, it was Exodus 32. Uh, oh, look at uh look at verse number four. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it. A molten calf. And they say, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Go down to, watch this, uh, go down to verse 30. And it came to pass in the morrow that Moses said to the people, Ye have sinned a great sin. 
And now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. That's pretty bad. You're worshiping gold. Aaron passes the blame. He gives in to peer pressure. He said, oh, it's not my fault. It's just nature. <laughs> you know, just find somebody to blame. But Aaron, it was molten. Where's the mold? You had a mold. There's a graving tool. There's a mold laying around in a graving tool, Aaron. Come on. Man will come up with any excuse to justify why he is doing. And if it comes down to it and it's idolatry, call it what it is. Man is without excuse. He knew God, but he just fails to worship God. Even Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold. And the point is, I'm trying to make in these Old Testament verses, is that man knows God. They'll just come up with anything to not worship him. We can't do that. Romans 1, first reason, they're guilty. They knew not God. They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. Reason number two, man is guilty. Became vain in their imagination. And their foolish heart was dark. Number three, they professed themselves to be wise. Became fools. Number four, they changed the glory. The uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. Number five, they worship birds. Number six, four-footed beasts. And number seven, creeping things. Man is without excuse. Creation is understood and is clearly seen. Man, all he has to do is look up and look out. No, there's a God. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.